here listening to the Wool Academy podcast. This is episode number 46. Hello and welcome. My name is Elizabeth Van Delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond, delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell. Janne Strommen is the head of marketing at Devold of Norway. She is responsible for managing the strategic development of the, of the Devold brand within the domestic and international markets. Janne also plays a key role in strategic projects like the development of the Devold quality strategy from sheep to shop, as well as the Devold innovation program. She also oversees all consumer communication strategies and the development of Devolt's digital and social media channels. When Janne is not busy at Devolt, she is either snowboarding, mountaineering, skydiving or horseback riding while exploring the outdoors around the world. Welcome Janne, it's great to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And thank you for having me on the show. How are you? Yes, I'm also very good. I'm also very pleased to be talking to you today. And I would like to just start by asking you to introduce yourself and tell us about the work that you do. Well, uh, my name is Janne, obviously, and I'm head of marketing in um, a company called Devil of Norway, a Norwegian outdoor company. Um, and might I add that we are actually one of the oldest outdoor companies in the world which we are very proud of. Um, we have since 1853 been working with wool and uh, always focusing on working with wool and in later decades also merino wool. So we are what we call a specialist, uh, focusing on, on this natural material. I started working at Devil two years ago um, and I'm really happy to be part of an organization which has great passion for for wool and innovating wool, actually. And what kind of products does Devold have? Maybe describe a little bit what, what kind of products one would find. Uh, in Norway, we are mostly known for our merino wool base layers. That is the core of our collection. Uh, we also have mid layers in merino wool. And um, this fall, we are also launching a 100% merino wool outer jacket which we are really looking forward to uh, pushing into the market. Um, and we also have a collection of sweaters, knitted sweaters in Norwegian wool. And some of those uh, patterns that we have in these sweaters are more than 100 year old. So it's a really nice collection for us to, to also send out to European markets and uh, yeah, around the world. That sounds great. And I, I'm sure people actually quite like these Norwegian patterns um, because they are so unique. Absolutely. I think so too. It's something different uh, than uh, what you can find everywhere. But still, it's merino wool that we work on mostly, actually. It has become a very sought for quality around the world. And. Um, And we try to provide the best quality there is in the market uh, to consumers around. 
great. And tell me um, a little bit more about the company history. And also, I was always wondering, does Devold actually mean something in particular in Norwegian or does it stand for something? Devold is the family name. Um, in 1853, the company was established on the west coast of Norway in Ålesund. And um, Ole Andreas Devold, as his name was, he actually went to Germany to learn uh, knitting and weaving. And he brought back to Norway machines and then established his company. And uh, it was owned by the Devold family um, for four generations. And uh, then the family that owns it now, the Flack family, bought it from Devold. But we are very fortunate to still have uh, fourth generation, Will Andreas Devold, uh, in our office very often he comes and guides people through the devil museum and he has a lot of information about the history and he has a lot of expertise on qualities of wool so he's still uh, supporting us and we we really appreciate that oh yeah that's really great and i think is it that i've also talked to few other people already from Norway and they all said that wool is such a important part of Norwegian culture just basically to keep warm and is that basically also why Devold is, is so active in wool because it's really part of Norwegian culture? I think that Norway and also Iceland has a long culture of, of uh, wearing wool uh, all the way back to the Vikings at least we know and um, Of course, when uh, Devol was established, uh, it was knitting like thick-knitted uh, garments for the fishermen on the North uh, Sea and for people working on the coastline. Before it also later was um, uh, provided to the first great polar explorers, actually, who went to the South Pole and the North Pole and, and other big expeditions. Um, And uh, it was later that Devol became more and more an outdoor brand. So today we are still delivering uh, uh, wool for workers uh, that work in really hard conditions. Either it's offshore in the North Sea or if it is in uh, aluminium. Uh, oh, I lost the word. <laughs> aluminium plants? Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But also to yeah, explorers who go to really harsh places, but also normal people like us who love to be outdoors and need good protection for any conditions, right? So your garments are definitely proven and tested in the most difficult <laughs> environments. That's good to know for anyone who's buying them then, I guess. <laughs> I would absolutely say so. And we still work very close with, um, with those people that push the limits to, to what what is normal for us common people like really testing our garments going to to places where you really need to be protected against cold or heat or anything and we work together with them to continue developing because I think I think what has made the Evol survive for more than 160 years is this drive for innovation um, And of course, paired with really good quality. And it's not only innovation in new garments, but how to use wool. How can we innovate the use of wool? With which other segments can we move into? And uh, I think that is a big part of our success so far. 
Yes, and I heard you um, talk at the Adams Congress uh, in Harrogate this beginning of May, and you were talking also about the strong brand values that Devolt has. Can you talk a little bit more about these um, values and how they are embedded in the different activities of Devolt? And I think you just mentioned innovation as one of them, so maybe that's a good way of continuing our talk. I think uh, when I started Devil two years ago, uh, um, it was really nice to learn about the culture in Devil and and hear how the company have been developing and, and the values of people working there and the focus and the strategy on words. But we also saw a really need to clarify or uh, put on paper the values of Devil. So we had a lot of workshops with um, with the people that have been working in Devil for a long time and a few of us knew to come up with an updated brand platform. And we saw that it wasn't hard to find or to define the good values of Devil. And I think that one of the, one of the most uh, exceptional uh, values that we found was the, the responsibility that Devil always have taken for um, not only delivering good quality to people using the garments, but throughout the whole process of developing the raw material, all the way from where the wool came from and throughout the whole production line. Because there is a lot of people involved and there is a lot of steps in the production process and and seeing how much we can actually uh, influence the use of resources and, and all this that goes into this is really interesting. Um, we are very proud of our history. and. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, or not trying to, but we don't want to dwell on the history, but look forward, right? Yes. <laughs> I think that the, the outtake of this now is that we have, uh, we are in a process of launching our new quality strategy, which we called Sheep to Shop Strategy. That's a uh, good name. <laughs> sorry, this goes back to the responsibility that we feel that it's... Uh, we have always had control over the value chain, like we can we can track the wool back to where we buy it from, etc. But what we have chosen to do now is to to be even more transparent and um, and really share with consumers and all our partners and retailers that we have chosen to create partnerships with all the way back to the farmers. So we have been visiting the farms where we buy the wool from and we are working still on uh, getting more and more contracts with more farms so that we can really say that we know the farmers that we get the wool from. We have full control over the whole value chain all the way from the farmers in Australia and New Zealand at the moment. And we have visited them. We know the families, we know how they take care of the land how they work with animal welfare, etc. And it really gives us a good feeling of knowing that that we are delivering a really good raw material when we come to our plant, because we have our own production in Europe, in Lithuania, where we have about 300 people employed. Uh, and they are the next step to take care of the quality of the garments that we deliver to uh, to our retailers and the consumers. And when you um, 
So I always find it interesting when brands actually connect directly to the farmers. Was there something, I think on one hand, the farmers learn a lot because they can better understand what are your needs and how are you using the wool. But what, did you also learn something in particular by actually visiting the farms? Uh, I would definitely say so. First, I think it was amazing uh, to meet them and, and to be welcomed into their farms because this is their life. So we were welcomed into the families and we met the kids and it was really nice meeting them. And I was so impressed of how they were thinking long term, how they were not thinking just about how to grow their business, but how how would they have to take care of their livestock and uh, the land management, etc. to be able to hand their heritage over to several generations onwards. And, um, and that is amazing. And also how they were working to all the time improve the quality of the wool and to to shape it towards how the market kind of requires the quality and it, it was very it was very giving to be there it was also very nice to show them where the raw material ended up and how it's being loved by so many outdoor people all over europe so it was uh, yeah it was a very good process Yeah, I can imagine. And I think it's really important that you're doing going through this process. And what would you say are the challenges that you're facing in becoming fully transparent and traceable? I think that for the traceability part, we can trace all the wool back to all the farms. But there, what I would love to be able to do is to have a very good system where consumers can track the garments where they buy, which they buy. Um, but as far as I've found, we cannot see that there is like a good software solution that could help us out. And um, we are not the software <laughs> company, so we would need we would need that kind of solution to be able to 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 do it in a proper way because we don't want to do it halfway or make it into. A, we don't want to be halfway there we really want it to be possible for a consumer to track it the way it will be now we will be presenting all the farms and we will be presenting this also in store and on the product so people can see that this shirt has wool from this farm but they will have to visit our website to see and meet them uh, i would love to have an even more quick traceability solution where they could for example scan a qr code or something But I think this is something that I will have to wait a bit for, hoping someone who knows how to deal with this can actually help us out. I'm sure there'll be solutions for that coming up shortly. And um, But did you, so that for that would be actually now the brands are connecting directly with the farms, but that would be then the next step of also the consumers being able to connect directly. But I think that's a nice goal. <laughs> I think so. I think that um, I think that in Norway, people are very well. I, I think they feel quite comfortable that Norwegian brands are taking responsibility for animal welfare and sustainability as far as possible, etc. Um, I think we have about 18 competitors when it comes to merino wool base layers in Norway. So it's a very different market from most of the world, I think. Um, and uh, at the same time, you see how um, 
how to tra our target group, as we say, are the discerning consumers, meaning that we are talking to people that are a little bit more interested in where the brand is coming from, where is the raw material coming from, how are we dealing with the whole value chain, are we considering social sustainability, land management, etc., etc. And I think that this target group is growing. I think that more and more people are becoming more and more aware of how quality actually um, becomes good quality. What, what do you need to deliver in the value chain to be able to deliver good quality? Not only the garment, but good quality for everyone involved, right? Yes. And, um, I think that people will be asking more questions uh, regarding this. And I think that we are not the first one to do this, uh, but we are early. And I hope that more brands will follow and be as transparent as possible. And do you see, um, I think your one main market for you is Norway, but you also send like sell your products within Europe? Do you see a big difference between the Norwegian consumers and the rest of European consumers? Um, I think it's a bit uh, for Devil at least because we have a brand recognition in Norway which is very high. We have been here many, many years so most people know Devil here. Um, but when we uh, look into Europe, we are, we are selling our garments all over Europe. And I think the brand awareness is lower because we haven't been present that long. So I think that this will be something uh, that will create an added value for the consumer. So that it will put us on their awareness agenda, to put it like that. Um, I don't think consumers are different. I think that, I mean, we sell mostly to people who loves to be outdoor or being active outdoor. And my hypothesis is that when people love being outdoor and spending time in nature, then you also take care of nature. You don't leave your trash and you care about if, if the farmers take care of the land and make sure that it's a sustainable way to, to run it, etc. So I think it's the same all over for our consumers at least. Yeah. And do you see a difference because of obviously Norwegians understand wool quite well because they grow up with it do you see a difference then within the other european countries of if they understand wool and do you need to explain how wool works etc i would say uh, it's quite a big difference uh, iceland know wool the same way as norway but but just going to sweden they have a different culture of of using or not using wool um, and that there are some barriers in in most european markets where Synthetic base layers have been the number one product uh, when it comes to base layers. And um, it has to do both with, um, uh, for example, that some quite a few people think that wool is itching. When I grew up in the 70s, wool was itching. <laughs> But the wools that you get today, there are so many different qualities and fibers. So wool doesn't have to itch at all. And I think that um, this is something that we and other brands meet and we have to explain. And to explain all the fantastic features that wool has, because it's really, I would say it's nature's most high-tech material. It breathes, right? So you can 
if you get warm, it breathes out the heat, and if you get cold, it keeps the heat in. So it's really regulating your temp temperature. Um, it has a natural ability to to uh, work towards or to not start smelling when you get sweaty because of the the wool fibers. Um, it has so many features that the other materials doesn't have, and and all in all, it's even a degradable material or a renewable material also if you want. So it has some values that synthetics cannot fight. But yes, uh, I think we have to do a bit of, um, I don't know, tutoring, training, learning people about those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, then let's move on a little bit to how you communicate in your marketing strategy. And I saw that you are also active on social media. What role does social media play in, in your marketing strategy? Uh, social media is very important and, and it's still uh, still growing in, in importance in many ways. I think that being uh, a brand uh, without our own stores, our own distribution, we always have other taking our brand to the markets, for example, through retail partners, and they are doing an awesome job, but they have their brand. What I think social media really opens up a direct dialogue between the brand and the consumers, and this goes both ways. We are able to talk to them directly and send our message straight to them, and we are able to listen to them, to get feedback, to get their opinions, to see how they feel about it, and, um, and we use this uh, efficiently. We also have Uh, a set of brand ambassadors who are really good in social media and they give us they give us an amazing visibility and they also give us amazing feedback uh, on products and um, how how they uh, how they experience using them etc um, social media has in many markets in some segments taken over a lot of the uh, I would say advertising space um, so it's very important to us and um, there is a lot of opportunities there and do you see a particular social media platform like do that better for you or do you have a preference on a certain platform um, this differs a little bit from market to market uh, and the behavior online also differs from market to market um, and uh, Of course, if you look to target groups, especially when it comes to age, it differs where you meet people. We have chosen to do two platforms now, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and uh, we have chosen to do global sites to, to be able to control our brand completely there. Um, and they have different roles. Uh, Instagram has one role and Facebook has a different role. And we could be on more platforms, but I think it's for us it's a choice that we rather do two platforms very well instead of taking too many platforms and then we're not able to handle them in a good way. So yeah. we see the future brings. <laughs> yeah, so you're not spreading yourself too thin, but really investing in those two platforms. And what are the two roles? Can you explain that maybe? What, how you see the two different roles of Instagram and Facebook? Instagram is, uh, as it is today, is 
a great platform for getting um, brand awareness and to build associations to your brand that you want people to to understand. Um, so I would say that it's a more brand building than than product pushing uh, uh, channel for us. While Facebook has changed since I started working professionally with Facebook in 2009, it has changed a lot and it changes all the time and it's become a very very strong commercial channel for advertising etc so yeah it's a different role yeah okay and what can you also you mentioned brand ambassadors what type of brand ambassadors would those be would they be from the sports arena or what type would they be first first and foremost they have to be active people um, and their values has to align with our values so they can be good devil ambassadors um, and we have both uh, Norwegian ambassadors and, and some from different markets in Europe and most of them are either explorers uh, going to the North Pole going over uh, big uh, uh, mountains and I, I was thinking about uh, oh my god glaciers glaciers sorry yeah. <laughs> or different projects and some people are more uh, into for example running we launched uh, a trail running concept this year um, and some people are just outdoor lovers who prefer to stay live in a tent. Uh, most uh, more days a year than to be in our apartments so we have different people different kind of people different personalities uh, who all bring different things to the table and and uh, yeah it's part of the devil pioneer team oh that sounds good <laughs> well thank you so much Janne for sharing these strategies with us that's really helpful for others as well and before we close what is the best way for listeners to connect with Devold and find out more I would say that uh, start following us on Instagram and Facebook Devold of Norway uh, where you will get a good impression of what we are who we are and uh, and also who our ambassadors are uh, they they uh, We show a lot of what we stand for as well. And then we have our website, devil.com. Uh, five languages at the moment, so there should be um, there should be a bit of information. Uh, I would actually wait till maybe mid-September, uh, because we are launching the quality strategy ship to shop uh, these days, and there will be an update on the webpage telling this whole story with a lot of movies and interviews and etc. So, welcome. Right. Yes, that sounds really great. Well, thank you so much, Jana. I will make sure to connect to all your social media accounts and website also in the show notes so that it's really easy to find everything about Devold of Norway. And in the meantime, I wish you lots of success for launching your sheep to shop strategy. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. Bye. I thought this interview with Janne was really interesting and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Learn more about Devold of Norway by heading over to the show notes at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 046. All the links Janne mentioned during the interview are ready for you to access there, along with some more background information about Janne as well as about Devold. 
visit elizabethvandalen.com forward slash 046. Also, I started a little newsletter that I send out twice per month. In the newsletter, I share my most recent blog posts, podcast episodes and other interesting news articles that are related to wool and the fashion industry. I would love it if you join my mailing list and receive the newsletter on a regular basis. You can sign up at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash newsletter. That is all for today. Talk to you again next week and bye for now.